Welcome to another episode of Propcast, a property podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and engage property investors. We are your hosts, Dami Shionbala and Bimbala Osaige. Hey, welcome to another episode of Propcast. We're your hosts, Bimbala Osaige and Dami Shionbala. How are you, dude? I'm How's good, thank you. I am well. I'm really excited today. We've Why got are you excited a... today? We got a special guest with us, and uh, I think he's gonna go, he's gonna blow people's minds away today. So I'm really really excited to to be having this conversation. How are you, Bimbola? I'm good. I am ready to. No, actually, I'm not ready to come out of lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready for the hustle and bustle. But hopefully, hopefully, I'm hoping that even though we're coming out of lockdown, that it's not gonna be just a big you know, go straight back to how it used to be. I doubt that would ever go back to how it used to be. Um, I just don't, I just, I just, I enjoyed being at home. I loved it. I loved the no traffic. <laughs> Every day was like a Sunday morning. It was, it was. Good, actually. My kids are on holiday now, so it's literally summer in my house. Awesome. They're on holiday already? Yep. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So, shall we introduce our guest today? Please do. Excellent. So, um, our guest today is, he goes by the name of Volta Pontes. And uh, I'll do a quick introduction uh, about him and then, you know, I'll get him to say hello to everyone so we can, we can start grilling him with some, uh, with some good questions. Um, so, Volta, uh, he's, a, he's into property. He's... Um, He's a property extraordinaire. In his first year, he was able to go from zero to about 180K. In his second year, he's purchased about two million pounds worth of property. So purchased and controls about two million pounds worth of property. This year, his goal is to buy a property every single month. So he's looking to buy 12 properties in this year, 2020. And um, I believe he's on track for his goals. So I'm really excited to have Volta. So hi, Volta. How are you doing? Um, thank you. I'm, I'm good. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me. Thank you uh, uh, um, for having me, my friend. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Did I get everything right in the introduction? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. this to you. <laughs> Yeah, I would say yes, yeah. Yeah, so um, Volta's also won multiple awards. In fact, he's just told us that he's, uh, his company has won um, Company of the Year. He came runner-up, I think he was runner-up in the Property Investors Award, was it, last year? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was nominated for the, the Property Investor of the Year uh, by Property Investor Awards, which is one of the biggest uh, here in England, yeah. 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 So, what what does that entail, though? So, what does it what does it mean to be the winner of the Property Investor Award? So, basically, is um, for it depends on the category. The category category uh, that I was nominated was for the um, Investor of the Year, the new Investor of the Year. So that means like um, I, you know, because I went from zero to two point five million in a year mm-hmm. uh, without. Basically, I started with no money, so I started doing sourcing. Sourcing is basically control properties and and sell uh, to other investors. Took that money and started from from zero to two point five million. Um, yeah, so they they want something like that. So it's people that are doing very well in the industry. So I was very privileged to be uh, amongst them. Amazing. Fantastic. He also um, he also won Simon Zushi's Mastermind. I believe you are the mastermind of the year when you did Simon's yeah, yeah, mastermind. We, yeah, I won mastermind. Yeah, I won mastermind 26. I was the so basically 60 investors. Uh, and the goal is to buy a million pounds worth of property and that generated 50k. So I did uh, 1.9. Uh, 1. So and then in the end of the year, I reached 2.5. Uh, oh. Yeah. So wow. rest assured, <laughs> we, we've got a superstar <laughs> on our hands today. So welcome to Propcaster, uh, Volta, once again, and we're really pleased Thank to you have you. Me. So um, 
I mean, I guess, should, do you want to just maybe um, introduce yourself to our audience, um, you know, who you are? And again, I guess just go through that brief summary, um, what you touched on and, and uh, you know, what you've been up to over the last uh, few years. Yeah, yeah, sure. So my name is Walter Pontes and I'm from Portugal. So I came to England to study English and uh, to get into uni. Uh, I did get in uni and I've done my first year in uni and I uh, just realized that uni wasn't what I was expecting. So I basically, um, you know, drop out uh, and stuff. so I read around 250 books, 260 books in my first year, uh, just uh, trying to figure out, you know, what I would do in my life, uh, stumble into property. Uh, was very inclined to do rent to rent because I didn't have any money. So, but I decided to go do to do sourcing. Um, made I made 180k. Took that money, invest. Uh, uh, I just you know things are just moving, and um, I'm a very kind of goal oriented. I believe everything is possible. I couldn't speak English uh, for a year and a half ago. I couldn't speak a word in English, so. Yeah, and um, and I've been fortunate also to be featured in Forbes magazine. Um, they did an article on me. They, you know, uh, so which you know, I I think that uh, you know, got me a lot of publicity. And, um, and you know, I'm a bit into uh, introvert, so I'm getting a bit of exposure now. Yeah, I would say. What was the Forbes um, award? What, what did you feature in Forbes? What was the feature? So basically, Forbes uh, wrote about um, how I'm changing. So Forbes wrote two was two two articles. One was a magazine, physical magazine, where they feature how do I change my life mm. uh, from a student to a millionaire, and then the other one was how my company is changing the accommodation. So because we do a very high end, um, so we are very focused, customer focused. Um, so we do a very high end. We kind of provide kind of a hotel uh, type of service to our tenants. Hmm. So fantastic. I mean, a couple of things just um, uh, comes to mind when I was hearing you do your introduction. And, um, you know, you, I, I think you must have done this introduction so many times. It's like, yeah, this is what I did. This is what I did. So, um, but I mean, some of the things you said in there, if, someone is not listening properly they'll probably miss you said you read 250 books in a year yeah Whoa. i struggle with reading like 15 20 books <laughs> you read 250 what? books in a year how can you uh, what's the yeah. secret so i uh, you know i i you know i've read I, I you know i read a book a day i reach a point i was reading 360 so i do from eight o'clock until eleven thirty uh, is my studying time. So these three hours, I just read as much as I can, and uh, I divide. And it's just a discipline. So I don't do speed reading. I just read. I just I do read every day, and uh, I read multiple books at the same time. I read around five to six books at the same time. So they finish, and then I you know I I go to other ones. So uh, I like. I like to know um, a lot, so I read accounting, sales, marketing, anything related to business and mindset and psychology, philosophy, biology. So yeah, I like reading. Wow! Wow! What man? Gosh! <laughs> this is amazing. Like literally, I'm thinking, how? How? <laughs> well, it's impressive. Well done. I'm so impressed. I'm so motivated. Actually, I think I'm going to give it a try as well. But well, well done. That's amazing. I mean, it, it, I mean, you you are such a living example of. You know, if you you're a living example of if you put your mind to anything, you can achieve that. And you actually did say that when during your introduction that you believe that everything is possible, anything is possible, and that itself is power. To think that anything is possible literally means you become that. It's I'm 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 really impressed. Yeah, I'm definitely because I'm, impressed, but I'm, I'm actually really not not impressed. I'm motivated. That's what I am. I'm so motivated by you. I, mean, I haven't even started the podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do believe that uh, we can achieve anything. So we just need to, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I work hard as well. Um, but uh, I believe that uh, it's possible. It's possible. And uh, my, my legacy, I wanted to be a role model um, because, you know, I had a very humble beginning. Um, I'm from, um, so my parents are from an uh, uh, island called Santa Mae Prince, which is a very tiny island. Is the sixth poorest country if we compare with GDP uh, in the in the world. And uh, so to believe that you know I could be someone, um, so I had to change my mindset. So you know, if it's possible for me, couldn't speak English, you know, start with no money, it's possible for everyone. Amazing, amazing. And um, I mean, that's just, that's, that's cool. And, and you said you, you started off as a student, so you came to the UK to learn English, you got into uni. What, what were you studying at university? I was doing acting. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So from yeah, acting to property, how, how did that? <laughs> yeah, so I was doing acting, so I wanted to be a, a I was, a, you know, I, I was a model. Um, I did modeling for quite a few years. I worked I've, with I've seen the Vogue pictures. I can, <laughs> I can <Yeah>. tell. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I lead companies. So I, then I came here because I wanted to do acting, but I had to learn English. So I, first I got, I did a foundation in drama school. I got into foundation and then I drop out and then I went to university, I drop out. And then, um, yeah, by reading books, I was like, okay, I read Arnold's autobiography where he said um, he got into property before he went to acting. I was already a millionaire at the time he went to acting. So I was, I knew acting industry and is very volatile and uh, there's no stability. Mm. So, you know, I, I was thinking, if Arnold did, you know, let me give it a try. I can do it as well. So, yeah, and, you know, he's been working very well, so I can't complain. Very blessed. So are you going back to acting then, Bolter? Are we going to see you on our screens very soon, do you think? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure yet, but I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm a, yeah, I think I will go to, to, to acting. I don't know when, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's something that I want to, to go, yeah, to, I'm aiming. Um, Fantastic. To. Amazing. Amazing. I'm sure, I mean, with the success you've had in property, uh, I'm guessing you, you apply the same principles and we'll be seeing Walter Fontes on the, on the screen near us soon, so... That's uh, fantastic. So how did you transition from, um, so you've told us the reason why you've gone, uh, you went from uh, studying acting into property, but how did you actually make that transition? What, what happened? Um, so basically the, the first thing I knew, because um, I remember I went to a three-day training uh, course and um, uh, because I didn't have any money, so I did. I used my student loan to go to the training. I don't advise people to do that, but that's what I did. <laughs> uh, um, and then I just felt overwhelmed. I didn't say anything. They were talking about purchase option and rent, rents, and all of that. And uh, um, so I knew I needed to learn more. I needed to learn more, and uh, I needed to know more about business in general. Um, so lock, I locked myself in the room. Um, and I started reading that it was what, you know, I was trying to get the knowledge to, to apply, you know, for, for, for real estate, for the, for, to the marketplace. So, uh, why I did, I just decided which strategy I wanted to do, uh, that was sourcing and, um, off you go. I just, as soon as I decide something, I just need to try to find out what are the gaps or the knowledge I need to, to achieve. So. Um, the transition was literally studying and learning as much as I can. Every book I could read, I read. Uh, all the money I had, um, I, I spent in education uh, because I, I believe the transition has to be. You need to get. You need to get the knowledge first, and then definitely. you act. Definitely, definitely. I totally believe in that as well. You have to get the knowledge. I think because we're in the age now where there's a lot of information online, people believe that they can just google their way into business and google their way into investing and actually that is the wrong move anyone would ever 
should you know would make because first of all there's just anyone can put anything on on the internet so just because it's on the internet just because it comes up on google doesn't mean it's gospel and then Mm. second of all like one of our trainers would say you don't know what you don't no, so if you don't know what to Google, then you don't know what you know. You know, so I am exactly. I'm a firm believer of education as well. I think I I spent a good twenty thousand pounds or more actually on property education. So I'm always advocating that people should get educated. People should pay people that know stuff to teach them. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah, because it's much easier. Uh, uh, much easier to, for example, if I wanted to learn self-secondation, it's much easier to pay you or model you, you are doing successfully. Mm-hmm. And th- rather than I'm trying to find out everything for myself, it's just, uh, it's time. And also, you know, you made a lot of errors. I just learned from your errors. So I don't need to make mistakes. Ron Buffett says, uh, the, the, you know, one of, you know, the best investing, you know, that the world ever had in, um, he said, uh, I'd rather learn from, other people's mistakes than my mistakes so yeah yeah so what would you say to encourage people who are thinking of um you know um taking that plans because i guess often the what the, the stumbling block is really when they see the price of you know, you see a property course advertised it's going for you know anything from two grand to you know to upwards of if you're doing the masterminds and all of that stuff um you know you can get upwards of 20 25k courses what would you say to someone who's thinking about going through some form of education um in in terms of why why they should do that yeah first of all i i think um you know there's a lot of um you know good courses but there's a lot of bad courses as well Okay, mm-hmm. so I would say first thing first, I would, um, I wanted to see the testimonials and I wanted to talk to people that have been through the process. Okay, uh, it's very important because if I wanted to go through a process, if I talk, let's say to you and you've been through that process and I tell you, I want to just wanted to understand how was it, if that person really cares, if he cares about my success and stuff. So I would say, you know, you have to do a due diligence on the on the person, then you need to see if you like the person because, you know, mentoring is something that you need to like the person, you know, you know, you want to, to do. So you want to, you know, you want to emulate. So I would say like, do a due diligence first um, and uh, talk to a couple of people. Um, I, I think, you know, I have to have a level of transparency. Uh, so for example, when we, when I, choosing the builder i always ask the builder you know i wanted to talk to three four clients that you worked before and if the builder hesitates oh my god you know you know you can't talk to my clients whatever um i won't choose the builder so yeah i would say that cool and i guess that that actually translates into like you said when you're doing um, when you're when you are transacting on property due diligence, due diligence is such a key point um, and it's something you have to do and get right in order to make sure that your deal stacks up. So it's the same principles from investing and training to what you need to do when you're going for a deal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Mm, fantastic. Fantastic. So um, what, what do you enjoy most about? So we've had, sorry, before we go into that, we've had your journey kind of where you were a um, student and you've come into, you've now transitioned into property. So um, you've, you've, you've gone into deal sourcing and you've been able to generate all of that, um, generate all of that cash. Now, I mean, a lot of, a lot of education companies promise the kind of the, the level of success you've had, but rarely do people achieve that level of success. So what, what differentiated you and how did you, um, you know, get yourself up to that level where you were able to generate um, you know, 1.5, 2.5 million worth of property um, purchases or, you know, controlling property, uh, you know, over that period of time. How yeah, do you great, go about doing it? Yeah, that's a great question because uh, I think in, in terms of property industry, we are very archaic. We are very kind of, uh, we, we are not using technology. What I've done, I, I'm using technology for my favor. So I use um, softwares to stack up the deal. I use CRMs. CRM stands from 
uh, customer relationship management, which basically, um, let's say I make an offer, someone says no, the CRM will follow up that person for six, seven months uh, until that person becomes uh, more motivated and then he, he comes back to me. He does all of that automatically. Um, uh, I use technology uh, that helps me to expand and to, to get uh, more, uh, you know, better results faster. Most people do leaflets. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but uh, we're in 2020. So some people, <laughs> you know, people teach, people teach like Constantina file and stuff, uh, you know, which might, might work. But um, yeah, we need to embrace technology. You know, I was reading a book uh, recently, uh, How Google Works, and um, from the Google found, uh, founders. And, and they said, look, you know, all you, you embrace technology and you are part of technology or you don't embrace technology and you're going to suffer from technology. So you need to decide, decide, decide to embrace technology. Wow. So you leverage technology, you leverage systems, and that was how you were able to scale up, basically. And again, where did you, yeah. is it yeah, from the I love book? systems. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Uh, where did I go this? Yeah, I love systems and where I got this from is, yeah, so when you read a lot of books, you start putting knowledge together and you start asking better questions. So I would always ask, okay, so we spend a lot of time stacking up a deal. So is there any way that can be done automatically? And uh, just asking these questions and um, I then learn how to code. So C, C++ and Java. But uh, any type of code I don't know how to do myself, what I do, I find a developer, he does that part and I put them together. So you don't even need to know how to code. So Steve Jobs didn't know how to code and uh, he created Apple. So <laughs> um, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> you are a man on fire. Wow. You even went to the extent of <laughs> learning C++. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Ben, I don't know if you have you want to interject any questions. In fact, when I when I heard C plus plus, I I just thought you know what, Bart is a genius. <laughs> I don't think he loves this world. <laughs> no, I'm not but a genius. Actually, no, but actually, but I get it because again, it's 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 about mindset and knowledge. Like what you're telling me is all of this. Your your success is pretty down to pretty much down to the vast knowledge that you've acquired. And it's not just acquiring for the sake of acquiring. You're actually doing something to the know. You're creating the time to read, to learn. And that is not what a lot of people would do because typically everybody wants it done for them. And mm. people don't want to invest the time to understand how things work. Oh my God. I am not <laughs> surprised as, as, as to how much you've achieved in such a uh, short space of time. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well done. I, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the strategies then that you, some of the property strategies that you employ, just to give us a bit more uh, in depth into how you do your deals or what kind of deals you do. What, what strategies? Yeah. So I, yeah, strategies. So I have, um, uh, so I am very focused, so I don't like to do many different strategies. So I do uh, purchase options. I do quite often purchase option in London because then I can control a property. I don't need to. So properties in London are quite expensive. So, you know, even finding anything like um, anything less than half of a million, you know, it's quite difficult in London. So it depends on, on the area, of course. But uh, so I do purchase lease options. I do, uh, I use that purchase lease option as a service accommodation with, um, or I use that as a HMO, which is house of multiple occupancy. Um, and then I buy four properties in, in the north where I, uh, let's say it's a four bed, I convert into six or seven bed HMO. Um, and uh, sometimes I do seven bed, which in the time when I buy the property, I go through planning. In the conveyance time, I go through planning. Uh, when I get the keys, we are ready to go um, do the, the refurbishment, which is kind of a BRR. I buy the property. I add value and then I remortgage and take the money out and do it again. Um, so, and then I do also commercial conversions. Um, I convert commercial buildings uh, into residential. 
um, which you know, you know, we were talking before we come live. It's going to be a huge opportunity now with the um, you know the government changes. Cool, cool. That's good. So I heard. I've had sourcing. I've had buy refurbish refinance repeat. I've had commercial conversions. I've had HMO housing multiple occupancy, and I've had service accommodation. Yeah. That's pretty much. And then I've had um, lease options as well. Literally, you've covered everything. Nice. <laughs> I think you said you only you just do one one strategy at a time. That's literally everything. <laughs> no, no, not really. So, for example, oh, I yeah. So I do. So it's it's kind of having tools in your because you know you're you're in the toolbox. Okay. So, for example, yeah. so uh, and you want to maximize. Uh, so, for example, I bought a property. Now I did a change lay completion, which is kind of a purchase lease option. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I have a I need to buy the property. Purchase lease option. If I decide not to buy, I don't have to. By exchange lay completion, I have to. Uh, otherwise, I lose the, the, the deposit. Uh, and just using that to your advantage, if you, you know, so you you have all these tools you can use for your advantage. So I try to maximize my the money I spend in, on the market as much as I can. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's cool. like um, so you're not you're not going to uh, a particular. You don't find a problem, and for example, if you're a plumber and you want to fix a you want to fix a leak and you take a hammer to try and fix that leak, you need different tools to be able to fix that leak, and that's exactly what you're saying. All these strategies. Uh, they're not even strategies they're just tools for you to then apply to whatever situation you find you know with the with the seller so if it's a plo that works then great you do the plo if it's a exchange with delay completion that works you do the edc so that's um yeah that's that's something our trainer taught us because a lot of people go into they go looking for deals and they've only got one tool which is below market value by 25% below market value and they try and force that down the, uh, you know, the seller and um, that doesn't always work. No, and this is where education comes in as well, because if you only ever know the one strategy or the one tool, you, 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 you will come across, I mean, you will be stuck. Uh, mm-hmm. But once you're educated, you have an idea, you've, you've trained, you know what you're doing then if, even if one doesn't work immediately, you know what else to say, you know, you know, you know, the next, tool to pull out from your toolbox um yeah no that's exactly. fantastic exactly. so you know um, earlier we were asking you about when you started you talked about you know not having as much money and then you use your student loan even though you mm-hmm. don't advise people to do that um and then we've talked about the importance of education and you you know i i, I want us to go back to that because i know that for some somebody else might be listening into this podcast and they're pretty much in exactly the same position as you started they're interested and i come across a lot of people like that they are very much interested in property you know but they they genuinely don't have any money you know what would you say to someone what practical tips would you give someone like that because i suppose you would also i'm sure you would have come across a lot of people like that as well telling you look i want to do what you're doing but i don't have any money what do i do what, what would you say to them yeah so it's crucial education we can't really go to property property we are talking about property is kind of big money so we we need to know what we are doing and um so if i would start with no cash whatsoever um and i uh couple of things I would do, I would try to work for someone for free to learn. Okay, I could do that. Or, um, and uh, I just want just to, for example, I would work full time and then work for that person part time for free, for example, uh, because you still need to pay the bills. And I would say I would learn as much as I can. Um, I would, you know, watch as many videos as possible, because the truth is, I don't believe people will give you the knowledge, necessary knowledge. You just can watch YouTube and, and, and have all, all the knowledge. So you need to do some education. So I would say if you have no money, I would work for someone for free to learn. I think that's the way I would do it. Fantastic. No, that's, that, 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 yeah, I agree with that, actually. Because I, I mean, I say to people, I mean, when, people when, I, when I hear people these days say, oh, you know, 
that no money down deal, that no money. And I'm like, yeah, um, I think when people say that you can start property with no money, I don't necessarily think they mean you come with zero money. You've <laughs> got to come with some money. Now, it yeah. doesn't have to be your money, but yeah. certainly you're going to need money. I mean, even, even the rent to rent, you're mm. going to need money <laughs> to start mm. the rent to rent. If you're going to pay for education, you're going to need money to pay for education. Even even lease option agreements that even you even need money, even if it's just a pound for consideration, you still need money. So it's not so much a case of I'm gonna get started with zero. It's a case of look, I might not have money, but how can I? What else can I do? Mm. How can I think out of the box? Like you said, can I work for someone for free and learn that way? Can I get some money from somewhere? But it's mm. it. You have to invest, and 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 I suppose human nature. If you don't put money, you know, most most of the time when people get things for free, they don't appreciate it as much as when they've paid for it. So there's no way you're gonna be going to property that would potentially give you multi-pound deals and, mm. and profit and you expect that you're not going to have AP. You, you have, something has to give. Something has got to give. So yeah, that, that's a good response right there. Yeah, that, that's definitely, you just uh, covered so uh, many things, you know, in, in, in just that sentence because um, I would say people really, really need to understand that, uh, you know, I used to give people for free. So I used to um, buy courses and give to people. And uh, guess what? They wouldn't do. And I was shocked. I was like, but how, how come? You know, you said you didn't have any money and I'm giving for free and how come you're not doing? So I realized when people don't have skin in the game, uh, they don't take things uh, seriously, even though they say they, they will do whatever it takes. So... Uh, and definitely you have, you need to have money to buy, uh, buy properties. Yeah, it might not be yours, but no one will give their own money for you to buy a property if you don't know what you're doing. No one. Yeah, yeah. I like that skin in the game. You definitely need skin in the game. Even, you know, when we do, when we do developments and we do projects, our lenders like us to have skin in the game, right? So it's, yeah. it's, it goes, it's, it's all, all around. So um, no, fantastic. So let, let's let's delve deep into um, uh, something here. So my friend has this saying. He he says, you know, he 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 would he wants to make new mistakes, or he wants our children to make new mistakes. So in essence, he wants you know kids or those coming behind us to learn from the things we've done, so that the mistakes they make are new mistakes and not the ones we've made what new mistakes have you made in your journey would you say oh my goodness oh my goodness that is a big question i made a lot of mistakes uh you know i you know now people oh my god Walter, you're so successful and uh, success <laughs> is relative by the way uh, i tell people um i just failed and made more mistakes faster okay Nice. Uh, my friend, I made, you know, I just can tell you a few of them. Um, I would say the costly mistakes, you know, the mistakes I made that cost me quite a lot of money was refurbishment. So give a builder money, 20K, disappear with my money. I gave him money wow. up front and he just buy. And I'm like, okay, nowhere, nowhere to be found. Um, either builder, for example, saw the work, did the entire house and went to the roof in the end opened the roof and then started raining everything in the house, you know, went bad. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I made, I made a lot of mistakes. So it's very easy to see someone and, and think they don't, they haven't made a mistake. What I've done, I learned from my mistakes. I made the mistake fast. I said to people, learn as fast as you can, make the mistakes quickly and move forward. We, we are in a society that making mistakes is bad. That has to change because... Yeah. You know, the the biggest entrepreneurs I know, they went bankrupt. I'm not saying people to go bankrupt, but what I'm saying is they are not afraid to make mistakes. So if you learn from mistakes um, and then you correct them, um, because there's no such thing success without mistakes. So whoever said that is lying, definitely. I made many of them. I just mm -hmm. told you a few of them in development. Um, I made, yeah, I made a few of, you know, quite, quite a few. 
And and the fear of making mistakes, I think, can be very crippling, uh, very crippling because it stops you from taking action. Then you start to overanalyze, you start to overthink, and then you you just end up never doing anything. So it's um yeah, I think I like that. Fell fell fast and fell quick, yeah. fell quickly, and then learn from it. You oh my gosh, you gave twenty k to a developer. <laughs> yeah, but build it. Wow. And they just disappeared. I didn't wow. know. Um, I think development uh, is uh, very um, risky. You need to learn. It's something that people don't dive into very, um, even when you pay for courses, they don't really tell you health and safety or all that in terms of development. But, uh, for example, I now have a system. Um, you know, I even help people to do development, but, uh, yeah, it's something that you need to learn. Uh, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes, so. Okay. And that kind of segues nicely into, into kind of what I had next. So you talk a lot about systems. How have, um, systems helped you in your business in terms of, um, I know you've talked about your CRM, you've just mentioned your construction, uh, sorry, your development system now. How, what, what's the importance of having systems in place from your point of view? So in, in business, we have two things. The, the two things most, most important in business are people and systems. So when you buy a franchise, basically just buying a system that, um, that been proven that works well. And, um, and then you just, you know, bring people, your people to work in that system. So I would say, Systems are amazing because systems, uh, if you have a system, for example, I have a system to generate leads. So I know predictably how much money I can make monthly. Uh, if you don't have a system, so you always, you know, you don't know if you have a business because, you know, basically business is a system. Um, systems are very important. However, also um, one thing I would like to add is a lot of people, they try to, create systems without a proven concept, uh, which is sometimes I see, you know, uh, you know, people, I have a couple of mentees and they like, you know, I'm like, so what are you doing? So how many deals you close? And they're like, uh, you know, I'm about to close a deal, uh, but I'm just very busy with my system. I'm like, uh, you haven't closed a deal and you're creating your systems. Uh, how can you create a system for something that doesn't work? Okay. <laughs> So, Do you know why I'm laughing, Volta? Yeah, because <laughs> I've created systems and I haven't closed any deals yet. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, you see, and uh, yeah. So uh, I would say you have to create. So systems are very important. But why I don't want people to do as well is create systems without making it. So you make the money, and then you you see what works, and then you start creating systems. So it's important, but it's not the first step. The first step, my friend. Is making money. <laughs> That's the first, <laughs> the, the most important. Yeah? Say that again. Say that again. Yeah, yeah. The, the most important is make money first. You have to make. You have to make money because you already just already invested in your education. Now you need to make money. You need to get the return, and then you you create a system because you know if you've done once, you now okay. How do I do it? And then you start creating systems. But it's not the first thing to do. It's very important, but not the first uh, thing to do. I think I'm the opposite, actually. So I have deals. I've, I've, you know, I've done quite a number of deals. I continue to do deals. I don't necessarily think I have like a system in place. Like I could do all my stuff in head. <laughs> I don't really have, I don't think I have, I mean, I would like to have a better system, um, but I've done the deal. So I think I hear you on, you know, the goal is to make the money first. Exactly, because now you can create systems. So do you know what now you need to do? You need to have someone walking with you and they're just going to ask you questions. So how do you do that? And you're like, I do that that way. And they write it down. So they start creating your system for you. So if you're not a system person, how do you do that? And, you know, they write down. So why see, because, because, you know, systems are so important, but systems can... You know, people spend a huge amount of time creating something that they don't even know if it works. Because I will tell something: because you close a couple of deals, whatever system you do now will work. You can, you might tweak a few things, but it will work because you already give, you already have a proven concept. If you don't have a proven concept, you create something that you have no idea if it's going to work. So, um, so I would say you're doing well. So now we just need to. 
create systems if because system also allows you allows you to basically remove yourself from the business if you know what i mean so i i'm working a bit less now uh, but i used to work quite a lot hmm. so Walter, you you it sounds as though with the amount of success that you've earned you, um, over the last few couple of years you must have and you have obviously systems and processes in place i, I believe you have a business now and you have people that work for you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're probably constantly, um, you know, growing that business or working to grow that business. Do you still, so a couple of questions. One, do you still have the time to read as much as you used to? Mm -hmm. Secondly, yep. how do you manage this? How do you manage your business uh, in a way that gives you time to do the things that you want to do? Mm. So I run three businesses at the moment. Um, I'm CEO of these three businesses. I have um, staff in, in the businesses. So for example, my sourcing business, uh, I have Maria, Sebastian, Elliot, and Ted. They do run all the businesses. Uh, the sourcing side, uh, I have Annabella, um, Patricia, and in uh, in in. Gina, she, they do kind of the management side of, of, of things. Um, so what I do, I create systems, I create um, processes for them, and then I kind of replace myself. Um, I spend most of my time now consulting people. That's why I enjoy teaching them. Uh, I do I have a business. I consult CEOs on how to generate leads. Um, so I just do what I'm very good at and then I delegate what I'm not good at by creating systems. So, um, and then reading is just because I, you know, from eight o'clock, uh, no, 7.30 or eight o'clock until 11.30, I just read. So it's my time. I, you know, I, you know, because of all, all the systems I created, I don't need to be working Monday to Monday if I don't want to. So, and I have the same amount of money coming um, in uh, predictably mm -hmm. and consistently. Dami, we have a problem here. What's the problem? How are we going to make some time to read? <laughs> the problem is there's no time. They have too no, much children. You, you, <laughs> we, we, we have to make the time. We have to make the time. Um, now, I... I over the last few years, I have increased my book reading, and I'm a, a very um, uh, I'm, I'm an advocate of reading books. This year, I have struggled. Um, I have struggled quite a lot, and um, but I still I know that it's one of those things where I just I keep I keep you know even if it's like a page or something I keep still reading. But it's just I want to read more. That's my problem. I wanna because there's so much knowledge in these books. And when I hear someone like Walter says, you know, say he's read he read 260 books in a year, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> so, but no, um, we, 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 we have to make that time because it, it's very important. Um, so, no, that's, that's um, so what, what are your goals this year, uh, Walter, then, um, if you can let our audience Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so my goal this year is to buy a property a month. Uh, so I haven't bought the June and July because I ran out of materials. Uh, but now in July, I'm buying two properties, so I'm back on track. Um, so it's buying a property a month. There's a lot of opportunities now. So yeah, that that is, is my goal. So I wanted to, this year, I wanted to go from uh, uh, two and a half million to 10 million. Uh, when Forbes write an article on you, they tend to do your net worth as well. So they did my net worth seven million. Uh, what so was, I need, what was uh, your net worth, Walter? Three million, which is seven million. million. Seven mil. Wow, wow. Seven million. Yeah, it was seven million. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I you know, so I need to yeah, have a couple of months now uh, until the end of the year to see if I reach that goal, ten million, which wow. I believe I will. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Bim, Bim. <laughs> he's, I'm with he's... you, I'm with you, Walter. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Walter, I do a lot of um, 
I'm a big believer of joint, of working and um, collaborating with other people, joint ventures and all that kind of good stuff. Do you do any of that or are you just typically just investing on your own? Yeah, so, so far I haven't um, done any joint ventures. Um, I use the money I generate from sourcing and recycle the, the, the cash. Uh, since I've been in Forbes, uh, yeah, I think I will go uh, because, as you said, you know, joint venture, you can go faster, quicker. Uh, since the Forbes, I had uh, investors and also I have track record. I don't believe, I don't think anyone wanted to invest on me in the beginning because uh, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. But now because of track records and stuff, um, yeah, it's something that I will think in the near future. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. What book has impacted you the most? Oh my goodness. That is a difficult question because I've read quite a few books. Um, <laughs> um, you know, Principle by Ray Dalio is a great book, very advanced book, but it's a very, very good book because, uh, um, uh, and uh, Who also, this is a, a great book. He's a recruitment book. I made a lot of mistakes in recruitment. I recruit wrong people. And now I have a very strong um, process to recruit. So I would say recruitment, I don't care if I, even if I grow my company to a billion dollar business, I will always um, be involved in recruitment because um, you know people in your business are so important. So if you get that part wrong, um, you know, it will be then all if you get the good people your life will be amazing if you get bad people your life will be just hell so you're going to be working harder for them um so it's, it's very important to get great people uh, amazing people in your business so uh, and then you create an, an amazing product and service excellent amazing so um i guess if if bim um, bimbola do you have any other questions I could be here all day, if I'm honest. <laughs> we could, we could, we could. Um, but we have to be fair to our guest. So um, I think if I could ask a final question and just maybe um, is what has property, what has property done for you as an individual? What property done for him as an individual allowed me to um, do what I want to do and uh, when I want to do, give me freedom. Uh, I would say also, um, it made me become uh, a better person because um, uh, property is, if you really think about property, property is a, an asset that uh, gives you, it's not, for example, if you have a business, you know, a business can, can, can go wrong and you can, can, can go bankrupt. I'm not saying you can't go bankrupt with a property, but it's, a, it's an asset that tends to go up in value. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a secure asset. So property gave me freedom. And, you know, it's, you know I mean, the, the only regret I have is not investing in property a long time ago, to be very honest. Yeah. Actually, a lot of investors say that i you know i i say that as well like i wish i started back then everybody says that you're right because you just reside with everything that you know now and everything that you've done you wish you knew when you were like a baby <laughs> and, and i think for us um we we uh, i suppose dummy as well we are certainly getting our children involved in this in this from a very young age because they just need to know they need to know they need to be aware in fact my son said to me um yesterday yesterday was the last day of school and he said to me he said oh mommy what are we going to do for summer because obviously with summer we're not traveling anywhere because of the pandemic and he goes what are we going to do for summer i'm just going to be bored and i said to him how can you be bored i've got properties <laughs> I've got work for you. I'll <laughs> be born here. You know, like getting them involved from a young age would be amazing for the next generation. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Walter, I've been, I've been tempted so much to ask how old you are. 
I don't know if it's an appropriate question or not, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Yeah, everyone wants to know uh, my yeah. age for some reason. I, I, you know, I don't know why, uh, but everyone wants to know uh, my age. Um, I would say I'm, uh, I'm already 30, so, uh, you know, I turned 30, so. Big, good. Okay, great, great. That is a big achievement uh, and well done. Yeah, well done. I, mean, I am so inspired by what you've done. Um, I am definitely motivated to read more now. I think I've been thinking about reading a lot, but I just don't, I just can't seem to get the time to do it, but I just need to find the time. Uh, but well done. I've learned so much from talking to you. Systems and processes and plays. It's amazing. You've done so well. You should be really, really proud of yourself. And I, and I kind of heard you when you said success is relative. Because I bet whilst we're thinking, oh, Walter's done so well. Walter's thinking, gosh, I could do so much more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke. I could do so much. But that's amazing. Well done. Well done. Thank you so much for sharing with us on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So um, where can people find out more about Volta if they want to reach out to you and, um, you know, if they want to, yeah, if they just want to say hi, where, where, would, where can people I would, find you? I would say my Facebook, um, I'm reaching already 5,000 people, but I would say my Facebook, I'm quite active on Facebook. I have a LinkedIn as well, and now I have Instagram. Uh, so I would say social media if they... Um, Google my name, Volta Pontes, or, uh, you know, just on Facebook, Volta Pontes. And uh, I put my Facebook publicly now so everyone can, um, you know, can find me there. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just want to say thank you once again for the Praying on podcast. Um, to our audience, to our fans, if you liked what you heard today, please feel free to share, subscribe. Um, you know, give us a comment, um, you know, tell Volta how much you love him and how much, you know, how well he's doing. So just, you know, do something uh, and, you know, share share the word and share, share, share this uh, podcast out there. would be very appreciative. Okay, so that's it. Until next time, Bimbola. Catch you on the flip. Catch you. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye for now.